All right. Welcome back. Hello. Hey, how's it going? Good, man. Season two. Season two. Season two of the DudeCast. Here we go. Exciting, because today we find out that iTunes finally accepted us as a legitimate podcast. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, 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 was, a, that was an interesting thing. I mean, uh, in my experience with the other show, we were all, you know, we, we started at a time where they didn't have these big algamation podcasting where you submit it to one and they submit it to everybody right, for yeah. you. You know, we had to go out there and hustle. I mean, our biggest thing was getting on Spotify. You right. Know? Apple was kind of the mainstay and then getting on Spotify because Spotify at the time that we started way back when didn't even take podcasts. And then when they started doing podcasts, they were a very select few and then they started accepting applications and then they were very choosy about it. Right. uh, It took us a while and now I think they just take everybody. They probably do. And it's funny because I I feel like iTunes went the opposite way. Right. Where they started because they wanted to have market share, which they do. I think something. Oh, absolutely. 65% of all podcasts are listened through iTunes um, but they started out just like anybody and everybody you want a podcast sure get, send us your RSS field we'll include and away you go um, and now it's like your titling and your descriptors have to be within a certain thing um, you can't use certain words in your title or in your description you can't use like episode markers in your title or your description yeah, yeah. Um, and all sorts of things, obviously, like, um, and then <laughs> I think it's got more to do with U.S. politics than anything else, but like trigger words. So like if you use safe spaces or Antifa or anything like that, like forget it, your podcast is not getting approved. Wow. wow. And, and what I found out, so this, and this is crazy. So nothing against Anchor, although maybe a little against Anchor. I mean, I don't want to bite the hand that potentially might feed, but come right. on guys, get your shit together. Um, they're podcast support crew is all like work at home agents and they just do everything through email and they really don't know anything. You say, Hey, I've had this issue getting my podcast on iTunes. And they're like, yeah, iTunes is pretty difficult. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, that's helpful. You're you're the host. Can you figure something out for us? Oh, well, it looks like maybe your tags and markers are a little bit funny. So try to adjust them with more specific detail and avoid these words. They sent me like a big list. And so I went through it and everything was okay and it looked like it was all good and it just kept getting rejected and rejected and rejected and Apple kept saying, you're being rejected for test content. And I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. Like I've got the proper tags, I've got proper titling, our audio is very clearly us talking about stuff like a podcast should be, yep. um, except with the beginning where we were like, are we on, are we live? Like, And I was thinking, oh, maybe it's triggering like the first 30 seconds. Maybe somebody was listening to the first 30 seconds of the something like that and going, Oh, well, this isn't a real podcast, but it was. So anchor eventually kind of stopped emailing me back at all. I opened a new ticket and, uh, or I think maybe a third ticket. And finally somebody got back to me and said, yeah, we, I, we don't know what's going on. Um, everything looks good on our end. Try and get in touch with Apple and maybe they'll give you some answers. And I'm like, okay, so pass the buck. Right. So I email Apple and it's a form email immediately. Like, please avoid these things. Like basically the same kind of schlock that anchor was telling me. And I'm like, Oh God, that doesn't make any sense. But the second email I got from them was like, you know, please try these things. And if it doesn't work, email me back, like reply to this email. Thanks. Uh, Diona. 
So like I was actually a person, a person. Yeah. And I'm like, holy crap. So I emailed them back. Like, listen, I went through this. It looks like everything's fine. Da, 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 da. And, uh, and I'm not sure if it's a he or a she, but anyway, thank you, Diona for finally helping. And they, uh, they finally got back and said, oh, well, it looks like this tag. And it was in the descriptor of the main podcast page, which was saying, uh, cover art provided by blah, blah, blah. And then there's a hyperlink to the, right. uh, like redirect site to that artist's website. They're like, this is a, a tag that's not allowed. It's, um, something metadata, blah, 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 remove it. And you should be good. We'll resubmit. And I'm like, why has nobody said anything about this before? Weird. Anyway, did it email back. Yep. You're good to go. Somebody probably just didn't know. Yeah, I guess. I don't know, but that's that's what it turned out to be. So. You know, and it's interesting. I mean, I guess that's the thing with online and, you know, rapid growth in an industry is that when things change that people don't necessarily know what's going on. And I mean, yeah. I've been podcasting for, you know, a good five, six years yep. and I don't know everything. And, you know, I'll, I'll be the first to admit that. And it, a lot of it was trial and error, especially yeah. back in the day, because you would go, how do I do this? And there would be nothing like right. how to submit to Spotify. People be like, well, it just doesn't happen. It's like, right. well, it does happen. I need to know how, you yeah. know, and, and muddled my way through it. But, you know, I guess uh, Anchor, maybe because they are a free you know, well, and that's the amalgamator is that, you know, and that they're utilizing people who are probably donating their time for free is that, you know, at the end of the day, yeah, you know, could be, I, yeah, I, I didn't get really a specific answer, whether they like, they were actually employees or if it was like free community curators or something like that. Right. Uh, but that would make sense if it is like a, a community based, yeah. um, help feedback site yeah. or something again like that. it goes back to the adage you get what you pay for well and, exactly and, you know i i think you know in all fairness anchor's done a good job I, I like you know sort of the landing page for it yeah i looked at it for lloyd and jd and then i got a little paranoid when i, I started looking <laughs> at stuff and i'm like you know if it's going to start moving stuff around i don't want to mess with what we all what you've already have. built right Right, because yeah. I mean, we have a good chunk of you know, like I think we got three thousand one hundred and some subscribers this last month. Wow, which was a huge spike for us again. Yeah, but you know, at the end of the day, you know, I don't want to mess with something that's working. Right? Yeah, you know, no, exactly. And that off the rail, and that could be it, because if you end up moving everything over from your original host to a new host, exactly, essentially the RSS gets a, a redirect tag added to it. Yeah, and again, from this experience, it seems like Apple will then deny it and say, yeah. nope, no, this isn't good. It's not validating anymore. Yeah. And suddenly now your 4,000 subscribers are down to whatever. Yeah. Not really worth it, right? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. But uh, anyway, pretty wild. That was a bit of a tangent, but yeah. So I was, I was recently, I'm part of a men's group, um, kind of like an online uh, community of um, guys that are trying to better themselves. Yeah. So whether it, it's, it's non-religious, non-denominational, non, um, uh, what would you call it? Like it's non-political, you know, it just about like, you know, feeling better, looking better, doing right. better, um, how to spend more time with your family, you know, the yeah. self-improvement, self-help, that kind of thing. It sounds a little frou-frou, but it's not, it's just guys helping guys. And so one of the challenges that we had was to go out and, do something nice for somebody for no other reason than just to do it. Yeah. And it could be something as simple as holding a door open for somebody or isn't it, that normal? Well, I exactly. Um, 
or something as grandiose as, you know, picking up somebody's tab at the restaurant or, you know, there's a car broken down on the side of the road, pull over and help them change their tire. You know, something like just do Isn't that normal too. <laughs> well, again, but you know, I think, I think a lot of people forget these very basic human interactions, like help each other. Like it's a, it's really uh, hard. I think in modern times, especially in a, a city, a big city like Calgary, everybody's hustling and bustling and doing your own thing. You just get the blinders on and you go about your thing. So anyway, long story short, I decided to go out and I'm like, I'm going to do something nice for somebody. This was like two weeks ago. And, uh, the very first thing I thought I was, I happened to go into Tim Hortons. I was grabbing a coffee and I wanted to hold the door open for somebody. And I normally do anyway, but I, I don't know why it was just like, Oh, I could do this. So I, I, I opened the door and it happened to be a lady probably in her late thirties, maybe early forties with a, may I speak to the manager haircut? She cussed me out because, because I held the door open for her because, because I was a man and she was a woman. And how dare you think that because I'm a woman, I need you to hold the door open for me, blah, 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 blah. Um, and I was like, I was just being polite. I would have opened the door for anybody. Well, you shouldn't assume and Bob and all. I was like, okay, sorry. So fail. That's, uh, <laughs> I don't think that's your fail though. I think that's really you know, number one, she's got such a huge chip on her shoulder by the sounds of things that she needs to tone it down a little bit. And, uh, you know, I, I understand that our demographic being the dude cast, probably not a lot of women watching this, but, or listening to this, that uh, they might not comment, but you know, when I hold a door open for somebody, it's not because you're a woman. It's not because you're necessarily old or, or you're anything. It's yeah. just you're the person behind me, and typically I do that, and I'll allow you to go first. It doesn't matter who you necessarily are. It's just a general courtesy thing. I yeah. don't think that, uh, you know, because you're a woman, I'm necessarily going to hold the door open for no. you. If, if you're 50 yards away and I hold it open and I wait like a minute, then okay, maybe. Maybe, you know. Right. Then maybe I'm assuming something and then maybe you can cuss me out. But if you're right behind me, no, I mean, and people need to chill, you know, it's I, like, yeah, absolutely. just accept the, there's too many people in this world, you know, that are just going about their business and they'll run you over before they'll help you. hundred percent, you know, and the fact that somebody's taking the time to help you out or open a door or be courteous. Yeah. I think you should accept that quite with openly. a smile. Yeah. And you just know, say, thank you. And even if you don't necessarily like it, yeah, just go on with it because I mean, it's, it's just positivity, you know? Well, and, and this is it. So I kind of, I, I looked at that experiment and I thought, okay, well this, this didn't go very well. So then I thought, okay, well maybe I can just try again or do something else. Cause again, it was the same day and it was this mindset of go do something nice and, and kind of report back how it, how it went. So it gets worse actually. <laughs> so the other, I think one of the biggest sticking points or, or, or frustration points for a lot of people living in cities, especially commuting back and forth to work is traffic. And I think one of the, the biggest areas people can be more courteous is allowing other drivers to merge, slowing down, giving people more time. Again, driving slowly, trying to make sure I'm giving lots of room on either side, looking, whatever else somebody, I was flipped off three times in a row. Nice. For letting people merge in front of me or whatever. The one guy actually cut me off and then flipped me off. And I'm like, what? But I was, 
Very weird. And I don't know if it's just the time of year. Maybe it's the season. I mean, we're going through major wildfires right now, although at the time there was no wildfire smoke in Calgary. So I don't think that was it. I don't know. Maybe I just have a face people don't like. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's, it's interesting. Traffic is definitely interesting, you know, and I think that people feel number one, very safe in their car. Yep. Uh, and I think sometimes that they True. feel that, you know, you can flip somebody off and there's no repercussions for that and makes you just that little bit more douchey, yeah. you know, and it, it's funny, you know, this is quite some time ago. I happened to be going, uh, you know, to the video store that'll, that'll explain how old. So this is a while ago. <laughs> this yeah. Is a while ago. Yeah. But, uh, there was a four way stop. Uh, I pulled up to the stop, stopped, and then I went to go and then, uh, buddy just blew his stop sign, turned left, almost took off the front end of my car at the time. I honked because, you know, hey, was look like, out. Whoa, yeah. you know, like this was out of nowhere and he flipped me off yeah. and I'm like, you're an asshole. The funny thing was, is that where I was going because of the side of the road that I was on, I had, I had turned left and then turned left into the parking lot. He was turning left to turn right into the parking lot. <laughs> we were going to the same place. Fantastic. The video store. So we both we both got out, and I got out there, and I was standing there, and uh, you could see at that moment that there was some regret in his actions. Number right. one, because I, I think you know he probably like this guy is probably a little bigger than I thought that that he was, and now he's standing where I'm going. Great, you know. <laughs> and all I and all I said to him is like, you know, was it worth it? You know, was it was it worth being that upset about it? Like. Really, in reality, like, and he's like, well, you, you, don't beat me up. Don't beat me up. I'm like, I'm not going to beat you up, you know, <laughs> but ridiculous. just so you know, you're an asshole. Yeah. You know, and you know, why would you flip me off? You ran a stop sign. I did nothing wrong. I was honking to avoid a collision because I was scared you were going to run into me and that you, you know, that you were completely unaware. And he's like, oh, I'm just sorry. I'm having a bad day. Yeah. And, and that's what I mean. You know, people feel that they can do stuff like that and there's going to be zero repercussions. Yeah. If I was a different person, that could have ended in a could much ended very different differently. way, you know, and you always hear about road rage incidents, yep. you know, and, and I get it. People's, you know, frustrations will boil and you get to a stoplight and I'm sure yeah, that oh, for there's, sure. you know, cases where it kind of goes over the top. Well, you know, and if you live in Texas where it's open carry. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, you it's, know, you get your ass be shot off. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> it's not worth it. It's really, really, no, absolutely not, not worth it, you know? And, uh, I understand that, you know, driving can be frustrating and especially in a city like this, that's busy and gets backed up and, mm. you know, people aren't courteous anymore. And, uh, you know, if we look at your story, even when you are, you know, yep. very not receptive to it, yep. you know, I just, I don't understand, you know, for me is, is how we kind of got to this point. Like, why did we get to this point? Has the internet made us, you know, feel so secure in our little space that we can say anything and do anything that we want without any real kind of repercussions that we can just kind of go out and do that. Could be. I wonder, I wonder if it's, if it's the internet per se, or if it's just mass media in general, um, the way things are going, it's, you know, that progression. Cause everybody kind of always looks back and goes, Oh, the fifties was such a better time or, Oh, the sixties was such a better time or whatever. And you kind of think, well, was it really? I mean, there was some tough economic times. There was, you know, there was war, there was cold war. There was all these other things going on, but by and large from, you know, my parents, my aunts, my, my aunts and uncles, when they were talking, people generally were a little bit more courteous. Things were slower. Um, cars didn't go as fast. Yeah. Um, there was no instantaneous communication, you know, and I think that's part of it. I think it's just speed. Yeah. 
people are used to go, 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 go now, now, now me, 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 me. Right. And I, and I wonder if that plays more into it than, than anything else. It's just that, that focus of, well, if you look at politics and political opinion, right? Right. I mean, you know, there's that adage where you don't talk about religion, you don't talk about politics, and you'll get along royally, right? Sure, of so, course, yeah. And, and a lot of times I, I would say, you know, in the past that you wouldn't really talk a whole bunch about that or what you would say would be, you know, unless you were at a debate, you know, right. like a political organization, you know, you were kind of not really kind of go as far as people do, let's say, on, you know, platforms like Facebook with political opinion. For sure. You know, uh, because there, there's the opportunity to get punched right in the mouth. You Absolutely. Know? Well, <laughs> or, there's or come to blows, you, you know, and when you're face to face, it is a different you know, things can escalate. Let's, let's yeah, be honest. Absolutely. If you look at how things escalate on Facebook, yeah. you know, a lot of times if you were to, you know, transplant those people and have that conversation roll out the way that it did, you know, I could see a lot of these times, you know, it resulting in blows. And I think yeah. the internet has kind of insulated us from that direct interaction where, you know, number one, maybe you don't even know that you're hurting a person, right? right? Because you don't get the facial expressions, you're just seeing words, but maybe you're honestly, you know, hurting somebody's feelings or really kind of, you know, yeah. getting them worked up. And, and, you know, at a certain point, if I see you're getting upset, you might stop, right? you know, I, I might back off, right? Yeah. I might go, You'd this hope. is, you know, you would hope, right? Well, I, I might choose to go and, and escalate it. And that's what I mean. Like at that point, then it's like, okay, you know, Nick, Nick, punched me in the head and you know i probably <laughs> deserved it right yeah because i'm an ass you know sure yes yeah. I, I think we've lost you know kind of some of that con you know contextual stuff of, of being in person and the, the fact that the internet allows us to communicate every day people millions of miles away and not necessarily good communication isn't always a good thing yeah no absolutely and you know it's funny the internet is so new still it's i mean it's funny to say it because it's yeah. now been around for 20 years yeah 25 years but it is. It's still really, really new in the grand history of you know mankind. It's it's a baby little thing that we're still trying to get used to, still trying to navigate, still trying to wrap our heads around of like how is it changing our lives, how is it changing our attitudes, how is it changing our interactions, and uh, I I I hope that it will get better. I, I, I would hope so too. I feel like it's over the past five or six years, it's sort of accelerated and declined. A lot of things. I, I think the internet does a lot of good things and it does, you know, some some amazing things for people. I think that what's happened is with the political climate and because uh, political parties have decided to be very polarizing at this point and yeah. try to polarize people as well, that, that has created a huge issue. You know, uh, if you look at U.S. politics, if you look more recently at Alberta politics, if, you know, come November, if you look at Canadian politics, yep. it's going to be very divisive um it, that's just what's going to happen like yeah. mark my words at this point when you know when the federal election comes around there's going to be a lot of upset people and there's going to be a lot of ranting on facebook yeah i'm so glad i'm not on it anymore <laughs> <laughs> it's it's made my life so much richer yeah um so not all bad though to to, to kind of cap that off then and, and and zip back around so later in the day um i ended up finding somebody that I could do something nice for. And, and I don't know if this is a little cliched, but there was a, a either homeless or maybe slightly homeless or bum type person on the side of the street kind of hanging out asking for change. And I don't usually carry, I never carry cash. I have yeah. my debit card or my credit card and that's it. And, uh, you know, it was one of those, Hey buddy, do you have a, do you have any change? And I'm like, no, sorry, man, I don't have any change. And of course I think to myself, I'm like, I'm supposed to do something nice for somebody today. I'm like, so I just looked at him 
I was like, so what, what's going on? And we ended up having a conversation for about five or 10 minutes. And he kind of told me a little bit about his life story and his family situation. And he, you know, he was married. He's got a couple kids, um, lost his job, lost his house, Alberta, typical yep. kind of Alberta, um, really horrible story, um, because of the, the crash in the economy and whatever else. Anyway, so he's lost all that and he's kind of living on the streets. He's at one of the shelters and kind of bounces around this and whatever else. And, uh, so I said, so, you know, what are you going to use the money for? You know, and I mean, you, and I told him, I was like, listen, this isn't really any of my business. Like if I'm just going to give you some money, then you can go and do whatever you want with it. I said, but I don't have cash, but I do have some time. I'm kind of enjoying our conversation. Can I buy you lunch or do you just want a bottle of booze? Like what, you know, whatever. And he was like, actually, I, I would, I would love some lunch. So we went and ate lunch together, you know, and nice. we continued chatting and, and you know, whatever I bought him a a McHappy meal or whatever it was that he, that he ate. It was McDonald's. I gave him the choice because we were down on 17 apps. So there's, you know, a couple restaurants to choose from or whatever. And, uh, so we had, well, we sat and had lunch together and chatted and whatever. And I mean, did it help him overall? Who knows? I don't know. But I, you know, I felt good about doing that. And I think he felt good because he had something to eat. Yeah. You know, so kind of turned the day around for me, you know? Anyway, that was that. <laughs> I I think people should do that on the the norm. Like uh, like I said, I mean, you know, opening doors mm. for people. You know, if somebody's in distress, trying to help them out. I mean, those the, for me, those are normal things. Those are, those are things yeah, that I'll stop no, 100%. and do. And, and I mean, when I when I worked at the tattoo studio, a lot of times I would stop at McDonald's. I would buy the you know egg McMuffins two for five bucks if they were on sale. And there were, there were guys that were, you know, sort of kicking around in that area. Cause I used to work in forest lawn yeah. and you know, I would just hand out a couple sandwiches. I would never give them money, but I would, you know, well, I, I would yeah, give them food, it. you know, sure. it's, and it wasn't an always thing and they were always appreciative of it. And yeah. you know, it was just kind of like, Hey, here you go. And yeah. And anybody know. just taking that time, I think to, to do something nice for somebody, even if it's a little thing, I think, I think the thing that I learned about that, specific interaction was it wasn't actually even so much the food i think it was more my time yeah of him having a chance to kind of tell his story to somebody and and have somebody that actually was interested in listening um and it was it was humbling for me for him to actually open up and tell me this who the hell am i i'm just some yeah. strange dude you know whatever and i've never seen him since and whatever so i, I wish him well but it was uh it was a good i think i think the the capacity for people for kindness and and sharing and actual human connection yeah. is still there if you can strip away all the other bullshit yeah and i think that's the takeaway yeah and you know the the conversation part that you mentioned of is is probably the bigger thing because a lot of times when you are homeless or if you're you know panhandling is that you get ignored something fierce like people yeah. just you know put the blinders on they won't even make eye contact so i mean you know that's got to be kind of a weird situation to be in i know there's a couple guys you know that are, they're around you know the area that i live in and and they're they're often at places that i go to and you know i, I talk to them sometimes you know like there's one guy that in particular he collects cans and yeah. you know that's that's what he does and then he'll you know go get his food that way i'll, I'll give him cans you know sure for yeah. me it's like you're not you know robbing houses or whatever i mean you know he, he may have some addiction issues why in fact i know he's got some addiction sure, issues yeah. but he is conscientiously doing you know work right just like anybody else as best you he know, can as best he can for sure you know to to do his thing and he you know stays out of people and I just have a conversation with him and he's you know it's always happy to see me and he'll, yeah. he'll say hi and it may just be a brief interaction, but it, I think he feels, you know, 
at least I'm not invisible, right? Yeah, valued moment. as yeah. a human being, yeah, right. You know, and he's a good guy. He's just you know again down on his luck, and yep. but you know even in having conversations with him over the past couple years. You know, he went from, you know, being homeless on the street to, you know, having a, a small place and a cat. And, you know, that's, that's a big improvement. That's, that's a huge improvement. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You know? Wow. Well, there you go. There you go. That's it. So there you go. Episode one of season two yep. in the can. All right. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to a whole bunch more of these. Absolutely. And thank you for joining us on iTunes or Spotify or Pocket Casts or Rocket Casts, Anchor FM and all the other places where you can find the Dude Cast. I've been Nick. I'm JD. We'll see you soon. See ya.